praise the Lord. Praise the Lord and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Incorporated Sunday evening services with P Pastor Bernard L. Wells. We are now located at 5535 South Middletown Road, Nanuet, New York, 10954 on the third floor. That's 35 South Middletown Road, Nanuet, New York, 10954 on the third floor. We have Wednesday evening Bible study at 8.15 p.m. Sunday evening services at 5.15 p.m. Communion service every third Sunday following service. You can watch our full Sunday service messages on YouTube at PastorBWells.com or listen to our podcast, tabernaclepodcast.org. You can support the ministry through prayer, through giving, uh, at PayPal, paypal.me forward slash tabernacleinc or cash app, Pastor B. L. Wells. You can visit our website, tabernacleofdeliveranceinc.org and leave a prayer request. You could testimony, become a partner. Uh, you could, uh, you know, join, uh, become a partner with us, give to the ministry. We would really, really appreciate it. Even your prayers, um, your love offerings, we would genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Amen. We're going to begin with a word of prayer. And we're going to begin with a word of prayer. Father, Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, oh God, for another day that you've given us. We thank you for life, health, and strength, oh God. We ask you to forgive us, oh Lord. Forgive us our, of our sins, oh God. Anything that we've said, oh God, that's not like you, oh God. Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you because you woke us up this morning and gave us life. You gave us another day to praise your name. And we truly, truly want to thank you. We give your name the honor, the glory, the praises. We thank you. We just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the service today. We ask you to strengthen Pastor Wells as he brings your word, oh God. You've already given him, given him the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to bring forth your word. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, the angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. 
is a little dry this morning, but I'm going to give God the praise anyhow. I have a little tickle, like coughing, but I want to praise God right now. We want to give him the glory. Let us give up. Let us give God thanks. Let us lift up our hands and praise the Lord. Let us magnify his holy name because he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, my God. We want to thank you, oh God, today. Because you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of the praise. There is power, power. Second, folks. All right. 
Look at what God is saying to all of us today. Each day God is saying something to us, but uh, some of us just ain't listening. Some of us just don't pay attention. John chapter 18 to verse 6, it says, And as soon as they had said unto him, as soon as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backwards and fell to the ground. Today, I, I want to talk to you about ground. What is ground? I want to talk to you about ground and how interesting it is about ground. There's many types of ground when you really do research in the Bible, when you do research in history, you're going to find out there's many types of ground. You're going to find out that there's many, 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 many types of ground that we use to say. But today I want to focus on, I'm trying to get a little bit today. I want to focus on ground. And you. Scripture, you're going to find out that there were many types of ground. There were many types of ground. Amen. But in this portion of scripture here, when Jesus told them it was him, when Judas had given him up and betrayed him, and they came seeking after Jesus, Jesus told them, I'm him. And when he said that, because of the authority in him, it knocked them back and they fell back to the ground. The ground was ready to receive them. They fell towards the ground. But when you really look at the word of God, you see that God is the creator of all things. He's the creator of us. He's the creator of this earth, he's the creator of this universe of the We don't know that, we don't realize that. We're wrapped up in all this other stuff. But God has given Jesus the authority to do what he did. Because when you learn about Jesus, number one, the first thing you're going to learn about Jesus is this. He said, I only do and say, what I heard is he, my father, do I ain't doing nothing. I'm not doing my own thing. Jesus was only doing what he seen and heard his father do. He wasn't doing anything else. Not like today. They're doing whatever they want in Jesus' name. Amen. They're scamming their women, they're doing all kinds of things. In Jesus' name. But Jesus, he only did and said what he did his father. You would hear what his father said. That's all he ever discussed. So when he told them, I am he, they fell back to the ground because of the authority of him. You know, preachers preach today, they ain't got no power, they ain't got no authority. They're preaching. They're just a bunch of sound and brass. They don't know what deliverance is because they can't offer deliverance, but they don't know what deliverance is. 
Most of them don't know what deliverance is, so they can't offer it. They can't talk about something they don't know. That's what I like about God. When you know him, you can talk about it. But when he said that I am he, something took place. We're talking about when the Lord Jesus Christ spoke, something always took place. What is this today? It's the same old thing. God just didn't do it yet. Nah, some of them are lying through their teeth. It ain't nothing happening. Let's move on. Let's go to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I always use the King James Version Bible. Mark chapter 4 and verse 26. Look at that verse. And he said... So the kingdom of God is as if a man, look at that verse, and he says, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Am I reading again? And he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Why do ground thorns let me tell you one of the reasons why, because we got to walk on We got to build on the ground. We got to walk on the ground. Without ground, we have no gravity to nothing. We walk on ground to stabilize. We walk on ground so we don't sink. You don't want to walk in mud. If you walk in mud, you're going to sink. After a while, there's a lot of mud. Your feet going to get stuck in it. When you walk on the solid ground, you can go about your business. You can run easy. So this scripture here tells us that if we think so with the kingdom of God, it is a man should cast seed into the ground. Now, the funny thing about a human, I always make this thing about human. The thing about our human is that we will all come from the dust of the earth. We all come from the dust of the earth. And when we die, we go back. I was thinking about something. This is this is really interesting. When people die, that's not cremated. They bones last for thousands and thousands of years. Isn't that something? The flesh dies, but the bones live on. They don't die out. They don't disintegrate. They're not disintegrating. They don't. The flesh dies out and word eats it out. But the bones are still there. They dug up mommy. They dug up people a thousand years ago. The bones are still there. It's interesting. Because we're made from the dust out of earth. Some people get cremated when they have it, they die, they want to be cremated, or they just die and they get buried in the sea. But the Bible says that the Bible plainly states 
that the sea is going to give up a dead so nobody get in the way. Amen. But the scripture here shows the kingdom of God and that is the man to put seed in the ground. Why? The kingdom of God is like a seed that's put in the earth so it can grow more. So the kingdom of God is to take part in the earth. So you can know what God has to say. A lot of people today don't realize that we all come from the ground and we all going back to the ground. You can get cremated all you want. That the seed is planted in. And when the word of God is planted in us, it's supposed to grow. In the third part of the ground, we're looking at different things about ground. We notice when Jesus spoke, the people fell to the ground. It tells us in the scripture that the seed, the kingdom of God, is like a seed that's put in the ground and put in us to grow. That is to be put in us so we can grow. I'm reading a book. Some of the stuff is true. Some of the stuff is a little bit off. But we got to learn to build a relationship with God and praise and thank Him for what He already done for us. And man, we're going to have a way to get ready to do that's the seed that's put out the praise and worship God. The stuff out on faith. But see, let me tell you something about a mustard seed. It's a tiny little seed. But it don't grow right off the bat. It don't grow in one day. It grows over time with water and nourishment and the earth and the ground. It comes out. But I want to tell you today the ground affects our life, and the ground that you walk on determines where you will spend eternity. The ground that you walk on, the ground that you walk on, that's going to show where you're going to spend eternity, how you live. Amen. How you live will tell you where you will spend eternity. Ah, uh, there's many messages preached about going to heaven, but the ground you walk on plays the part for you to get where you're going to go eternally. If you walk on shiny, sinful ground, you say, you particularly live a sinful, shameful, and wasteful life, you're not going to heaven. But I want to change the top one. Except you repent of your sin, you're going to perish. Except you accept Christ as your personal savior, you're going to have. The ground that we walk on makes a difference. People walk on shady ground. People walk on lightweight ground in their life. They love the lightweight in and out there. Sometimes want to serve God and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they want to do for God. Sometimes they do. But they always want God to do 
God. And they always want God to come to the end. They want God to say, hey, sometimes they don't want him to say, hey, you want to come himself. And stop their problem. The kingdom of God is like seeds put into the ground. Amen. Amen. If you know all seeds put in the ground, unless it's tilled, turned over, and water and water, the seed ain't going away. Well, there's another part. If the seed's already dead, it's never going to grow. Mm. If the dead seed you is not going to grow. Dead seeds don't grow. They just dead. But you say, I planted my seed. If it's a dead seed, it's not going to grow. But I put water in it. If it's a dead seed, it's not going to grow. But I tell you, if it's a dead seed, it's not going to grow in the ground. If you don't have God in your life, you can't grow in here. If you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, your ground in him will not prosper. The Bible tells us that we do. The very soul of our feet where we walk on God's day, but however, if we don't have him, and we're trying to claim the blessing from him, you're not getting it. You can't get water. You can't get sugar out of salt. I ain't to get You're not getting salt out of sugar and sugar out of salt. Stop fooling yourself. You you can't go to the holy ground. You can't go to the holy ground. You can't go to the holy ground. That's where we make a mistake. You can't go to the holy ground. You can't go to the holy ground. I keep talking about all these so-called prophets today. All these prophets are having all these revelations. I'm telling you on YouTube, they got a million of them. I seen the Lord. I seen hell. I went to hell. I'm all this and I but I know this, not if you were the only one that I said, I know about. Mention that God was moving. And from Jacob to Revelation, God is holy. The Lord even told Moses to take off his shoes. But when he was standing, holy ground. God is holy. And he's righteous. He's not like God. We're chucking and jiving, winning and running, and we're all kind of stuff in the name of God. We have to be on holy ground every day, not some day. I really have to simplify living for God. Our lives have to simplify who God is, not who we want Him to be. Some people want God to be a certain way, but yeah, He's not changing for us. One of the biggest problems I found out with us is that we want God to change. I always tell a story now and then about me. When I first got saved, I thought you could cut deals with God. I thought you could cut a deal with God and God would go along with you, you do this. Because you used to hear that when we were praying, and they used to tell us, you take one step and God would take two. I think that's what they say. You take one step and God would take two. So that guy got to say that. Well, I guess I can cut a deal with God. I'll do this. I'll do that. Come to find out, God don't cut deals. He's not like us. He's not a man that he shall lie. Nor the son of God that he shall repent. He's not like us. 
These corny messages that I give are truthful. It's the truth. It's not to make you jump up and down and run around. It's to make you think about how you live in the world. It's to make you think about what church you are and your fellow man. Let's go to Job real quick. Job chapter 5 and verse 6. Look at this verse. It says, although affliction cometh not from the dust, neither do a trouble come from the ground. Let me read it again. Although affliction cometh not from the dust, come forth from the dust, neither do you come from the ground, so stop blaming everybody else. All the afflictions come a lot of times from our faithful deeds. Who do we hate? People we run with to cause afflictions in your life. It's not coming from the dust and the earth. Production the air is coming from us and the things that we do and the people that we don't see cause us to have affliction. Now listen to this. This is important. The scripture says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of the law. Notice I said many are the afflictions of the who? The righteous, the right living. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, affliction coming not from the dust. Neither trouble from the rain that we walk on. We go to trouble walking on the ground. The Bible says, a man that's born of a, a few, a man that's born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble because he always into something. He's always doing something that has no business going. Always saying something that has no business saying. He's full of trouble, the scripture knows. God already knows how we will live. He already knows what we're going to do. God already knows we're going to walk right. God already knows we're going to pray. God already knows we're going to pray right. It's interesting. The ground is so important. The ground is so important. The building I'm standing in is all built on solid ground. What are you standing? You got to stand on solid ground every day, every hour. You got nothing to say. Go out there. Don't be like some of these dumb people talking about they're going to walk on the water like Jesus. Okay. I know one preacher tried it. Uh, he drowned. Amen. One preacher tried to walk on the water and he drowned. He said, I'm going to do what Jesus did. I'm going to walk on the water. The Lord didn't tell, the Lord did not tell us when we're walking on the water. Uh, uh, Peter did ask him to be in the car on the water. The Lord didn't tell us to walk on the water. The Lord told Peter after he asked him to come, he said, Well, come on. He told the water and trying to walk on water and drown. <laughs> There's the other crazy one that was uh, 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 tempting God with that scripture. If we, uh, if we have, we're getting, getting, you know, a certain minus or something, 
uh, we won't be harmed. So uh, he kept doing it. One day, uh, uh, a serpent bit him and he died. What ground are you walking on? What ground of ministry are you following? And the Father teaching you that you must be born again. You must repent of your sins. You must come out of your righteousness. Amen. Mm. The ground we walk on tells the story about where we will spend eternity. Amen. If not the God that called our affliction. Oh, listen to this. I'm a proof, so give me y'all. Everybody knows about the pandemic. The pandemic is in the air. Right? How come when it was in the air, it didn't affect some people? So therefore, it's not the dust in the air. It's causing the affection. It's something else. The tree is it. It made it worse. Some people were there to recover from God's grace. Some wasn't. It's true. Trouble, this is why the Bible tells us trouble don't come from the ground. It's coming from us and our actions and our deeds. Amen. Now, action and our deeds causes us to happen. What we do, what we see, Look at that verse. Although affliction cometh not from the dust, coming forth of dust, <clears throat> neither do a trouble come from the ground. The next verse said that man, yet man is born unto trouble. <clears throat> The spark. Where 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 the phone from? The Bible says some people are quick to shed innocent blood. Some people love to run and see what's going on. They're running on that ground. Even if they're running into a bullet, they're running into something. Yeah. The ground. When we walk on the ground. It does something. When we walk on ground, it shows us something. Yesterday, we went to a family reunion in a big giant park. And we were on a big giant canopy. And then the kids were running around on the ground in the grass. Because you gotta look at something. Nobody wants to go walk on shaky ground on the shaky ground. I don't care how bad they are, they want to make sure they get across to the other side. So everybody came out to the Yesterday, they had a good time. They food, running up and down, sitting down, talking on chairs because the chairs is not a solid ground. <laughs> and, uh, and life we live causes us to have solid ground, solid relationship with God. 
The conversation we have. The Bible said our conversation in heaven. The conversation we have. And oh my goodness, it's just something to think about. The conversation we have is in heaven. So you've got to be careful what you say. The ground that you walk on is what you say. What you walk with, what you talk with, it tells you who you are. People say, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he's with that. That's what his ground is. That's what he stands for. I've heard somebody say something. When a person say that they're crazy, believe them. They tell you the truth. You hear people say things, and then they say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> a lot of times they plan to say that. It's just a political are they trying to make sure that they don't get trouble? But that's what they really mean. You'd be surprised. But the word of God gives us a blueprint on how to walk on the right ground. There's a scripture in the Bible says, What straight is the way? Narrow is the way that leads unto life. Wide is the day, wide is the way, which is Broadway. Yeah, I've been in New York. Yeah, go down Broadway. You'll see all these lights all over the place. Broadway. Everybody's going down Broadway. But not everybody going to heaven is going down Broadway. Amen. The problem with Broadway is has too much distraction. The ground that you're walking along, if you're not careful, you're looking up at the lights and you're going to trip and fall. At nighttime, it's real pretty. They got all those buildings with lights flashing and all that stuff on it when you're walking up Broadway. But if you keep looking up, you are going to trip or walk into somebody. But Broadway's crowded. It's not empty. And above all, there's no parking. <laughs> there's no parking. You got to go miles away. Blocks away. If you can find parking in the park, you know, when the parking garage, you're going to make big money. Because those parking lots are built on good ground, dollar line. It's real estate. But the thing is, Broadway offers ground too. It offers ground you can walk on ground on Broadway. And you can go to any of those places. But now it's the way that lead us on to life. It's not all God doesn't offer distractions. That's the difference. God does not offer distractions. He's a direct God. He's not a maybe God. I know some of you heard somebody say God said maybe. There is no maybe in God. It's either yay or nay, yes or no. Did you hear what I said? It's either yay or nay or yes or no. I never heard God say maybe. There ain't no maybe. Maybe means there's a problem in there. Believe me, it does not lead unto life. It does not lead unto life. Let's move on. <clears throat> Let's go to 
Genesis chapter 4. I want to read you a story. I want to tell you a story in Genesis. Some of y'all know this. Genesis chapter 4. And if you look at this verse, Genesis chapter 4 and verse 3. This is a story about Cain and Abel. Two brothers. And in the process of time, Genesis 4 3, and in the process of time, Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offered unto the Lord. In the process of time, when it was time to bring up an offering for God, Cain decided he was going to bring whatever garbage he could find from the ground. So he bought what he thought God deserved. Did you hear me? He bought what he thought God deserved some from the ground. See, I want to tell you something about stuff in the ground. Remember, I talked about that thing. Okay. Everything in the ground is not acceptable as a gift. Though God is the creator of the earth, but everything is inaccessible to him as a gift. But can he use it so he can gain some bodies to get, you know, whatever? Because he was upset that his brother offered Abel offered a better gift. And so Cain was upset when he brought his gift from the ground. And God asked him the question, why are you upset? Huh? Why are you upset? And you didn't bring a good offer, huh? You know. Ah, sit live at the door with you. Because he already knew he was going to kill his brother. Had a rain hot. His ground that he walked and never was corrupt. So you gotta understand this up my mouth there. God said, Cain brought him a gift from the ground. Cain made sure he brought God the worst, not the best. He felt like, yeah. Here, oh Lord, this is what I got for you. Take that, okay? You'll be happy with what I bought from the ground for you. This is what I got. I didn't feel like going out there and get the best, but this is what I got. Take it or leave it, buddy. Now, Abel. Abel was a king for a sheep. Abel was the boy's God, the best sheep. See the difference? See, we want God to do big things for us, but we don't want to give God the best. We want God to give us the best. We want God to do everything for us to give us the best of this and the best of that. He want, we want God to give us everything. But we don't want to give God our very best. We don't want to give God our very breath and prayer. We don't want to give God our very breath and fasting. We got more excuses than a lower life. We got excuses why we can't give God our best. 
My foot hurt. My back hurt. My butt hurt. My toe hurt. My hand hurt. I don't got no money to get all kinds of excuses. Why we can't give God our very best? We give God so many excuses. Why we can't give him the best? That's why we don't receive. What is the reason we don't receive? Because we don't give God our very, very best. We give God possible. That, and that's what Cain did. Cain made sure he gave God the very worst of what he had. And God rejected his offering. God rejected Cain's offering because Cain was not right in the first place. Y'all know the story of uh, the two men that went to the temple to pray? One came in, wouldn't have hit so much up. And said, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. I know I'm dirty. I know I'm not saved. I know I'm not right. The other one, oh, God. I'm not going to pass twice a week. I pay my hand. I don't want to die doing this. I'm not like that nasty, dirty fellow over there. <laughs> the guy humbling himself. God heard. The guy bragging. God did you nothing wrong. The very ground you walk on, the very ground you talk on, really tells the story of where you're going to spend eternity. It tells you where you are going to spend eternity. The funny thing about this is that you, because you bad 10 years ago, and get right. And the next 10 years, you do what's right before God, and you forget into eternity. We're rejoicing in God. You can't fool him. Cain had this comprehension that he could save God. He could give God whatever he felt like and it would be okay. And God already knew the best part. He already knew his heart wasn't right. He already knew who was going to He already knew Cain didn't know that God. If Cain knew what he knew he was going to do, Cain wouldn't have killed his brother. Cain would have bought him garbage. Understand that? Cain would not have bought garbage. Cain would not have conspired to kill his brother. The ground. Now, when Cain killed his brother, the ground and the earth cried out to God. Everybody, everybody was upset. What we do reflects on the life that we live amongst other people. Go to go to Matthew 13 and 8. Cain thought he psyched God. So he did what he did with no regard. It brought him the lowest thing he could bring him. He didn't care. He didn't care about me, myself, and I. I just want to be rewarded. That's all I want. I want to be rewarded. Sounds like God wasn't like us. Matthew 13 and 8. Listen to this. But uncle fell on into good ground 
and brought forth food. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. I'm going to read it again. This is for your prosperity, folks. But the other fell into good ground and brought forth food. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirty. Now, why do lying prophets run around saying, God will give everybody a hundredfold? That's not what the scripture just says. It says some a hundred, right? It says some sixty, right? It says some thirty. Everybody can't get their hundredfold back. God cannot go against his own word. He validated his word for us to follow, not for us to tend to follow our word. That word is God ain't that some will get a hundred, some will get sixty, and some will get thirty. That was validated. But yet they run around saying, God is going to give you a hundredfold. We're praying that everybody get a hundredfold. How can God give everybody a hundredfold? If you saw it on good ground, if he was doing a ministry from God, and you saw it, and there's 25 people or 100 people in here, and they all get there in the water, right? And we pray for them, we can't pray that God gave them all 100 people because somebody got to get 60, somebody got to get 30, and they all ain't getting one. Some need favor, some need deliverance, some need a home, some need a new home. Everybody don't need the same thing. Everybody don't need the same thing. Everybody don't want 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 the same thing. Everybody Where the farmer from? He knows his ground. What is good enough? He knows that that land is good enough to till, and it's gonna bring forth a harvest for him when it's harvest time. But then you got the dumb one. They refuse to get out there and plow because by reason of cold weather. So when the harvest comes, they have nothing. They didn't put no seed in it, brother. They had no eye because they didn't get out there and sow. You got the soul, brother. You got the soul. The Bible says you reap what you sow. You can't sow what you don't reap. You can't reap without sowing. You got to sow that something that I'm going to reap out of it. But some people by reason of cold, they're not going out there. I'm not going to work this month. It's all freezing outside. But we need a new food. I'm not going out there. And you starve during harvest time. Harvest. Hmm. What world have you felt? What ground have you actually fell on? What ground are you walking on? What ground are you talking on? What ground are you living on? 
Are you going to run a hundred fold in every day? But God says it's going to hundred and sixty or some thirty. He's not giving everybody a hundred fold. Not going to happen. Not in his lifetime. He's not going to give everybody. Some of you are listening to the broadcast and watching right now. You already programmed that God is going to give everybody a hundredfold back. And that's a lie. He's not giving everybody a hundredfold. He says some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. That's what God is not giving a hundredfold. Nah, well, tell the truth. I'm going to give me a hundredfold. I'm going to get a hundredfold. I'm going to get me a ten thousand, a hundred thousand. Well, when God changed his word, let me know. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And he said, his word is already settled in heaven, so therefore his word is not changed Isn't that something? Beloved, you got to get right and stay right. You got to walk with God every single day. You walk on good ground every single day. You have to walk on good ground. You have to walk on good ground. You can't do it sometimes. You can't be sometimes, and you got to walk on godly ground every single day. How do I do that? Well, you got to start with the first thing. Just say. You got to allow excuse me, Christ to come into your life. That's number one. Allow him to download your spirit every day. Those of you that's watching this broadcast right now and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, I want you to bow your heads and pray with me. The short message today. Bow your heads and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my life. Save me right now. Become my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for coming into my life. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now listen, beloved. You can walk with God if you really want to. You can really walk with God, you can really talk with God, and God can walk and talk with you. But you got to be willing. The Bible says if you be willing and obedient, you need to go down the land. We have to be willing and obedient. But what you can do also, we have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8.15 p.m. right here live. And we have Sunday service at 5.15 p.m. on Sunday. You can visit our website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org, and you can uh, uh, leave a prayer request, a testimony. You also come here, come a partner and help us with this ministry. You also can send a love over to uh, our tithes if you want. The, uh, the cash app has to be our wealth. And now uh, let the Lord do something for you outside of uh, what he's already doing. Give it, you know what? Give it a part. Of ministry. No, the money ain't going to heaven. God don't need no money. We need money to keep, keep us in the building. 
But listen, make it a point to walk with God. Make it a point to be faithful to God. Let me pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Touch every little soul under the sound of my voice. He will deliver and make free. Break yokes. Encourage their heart, their mind, and serve you and walk with you in Jesus' name. That's it, beloved. Remember, we are 35 South Middletown Road. Now you wait, New York. Now, uh, now you wait, New York, 10954. We have Sunday, 5.15 p.m. and Wednesday at 8.15 p.m. We'll see you at home. Be soon. Be black. Just before I go, I just want to let y'all know that my wife is speaking, uh, uh, doing Bible study on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, just Wednesday night coming. She will be doing Bible study. What is it? Uh, 8.30, I think it is. Uh, 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 the 30th of this month. We'll be doing Bible study. Why don't you come on and enjoy the Lord with us? I'll see you then.